Welcome, apartment investors. You're listening to Reap Equity's podcast show, Passive Wealth Through Multifamily Investing. Reap Equity owns and manages 1,800 units and brings a unique behind-the-scenes look at apartment investing. During this program, you will hear from REAP principals and real-life successful multifamily professionals who will provide proven advice on why apartment investing is the best investment vehicle to produce passive monthly income. Hello, apartment investors. Welcome to REAP Equities Podcast. I'm Jacob Garza, and today's topic is investing in apartments using your IRA. I am amazed and surprised on the look of people's faces when I tell them they can redirect their IRA money into apartment complexes. My belief in this surprise look comes from, well, you guessed it, lack of education. Our guest on today's show is Nathan Long, CEO of Quest Trust Company. Nathan is the authority on navigating your self-directed IRA. Welcome, Nathan. Oh, Jacob, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And you know, today we're going to talk about a subject that people tend to know about, but I, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that they just don't know enough for them to go and tap into their vast amount of IRA money and direct that into real estate. So how did you get started with that? <laughs> that's, a, that's kind of funny because it was actually an accident. You know, my brother and I had a title company and office, and we would self-direct our IRAs, and we'd do all types of crazy things. You know, a, a lot of people say, Nathan, man, you're really smart. And how'd you get smart? And I said, well, I did a lot of really dumb things, you know? <laughs> so, so we were self-directing our IRAs and my, my brother, you know, being an attorney and, and knowledgeable on a lot of real estate subjects would get asked to speak a lot, you know, at, at places. And so, you know, if people were doing something weird with the IRA. They'd always ask Quincy, you know, like, Hey, what's going on? And we would call up and we'd talk to our custodian at that time. And one day when he was on the phone talking and asking some more technical questions to him, they, they asked, him if he would like to open a franchise of a self-directed IRA company. And it was kind of funny. Uh, uh, he, he said, yes, he thought they were joking. Like he thought it was a joke. He's like, yeah, I was a bad day in the title business. Well, anyway, they showed up with all these lawyers and all this stuff and they really just wanted his expertise. And so we bought a franchise uh, and actually started it 13 years ago. I think the franchise cost $5,000 to tell you the truth at the time. And now here it is. It's kind of absorbed all of our other businesses. Uh, it's grown to be really big. It's a, it is an employee-ran company, so um, we're really proud of that. Our employees are, are very, very intricately involved with Quest as it became Quest Trust Company. So we just grew out of being real estate investors ourselves and, and uh, you know, uh, went, grew from just a little company to what we are today. And that is, if I read correctly, uh, over 90 employees? Yeah, uh, well, with the interns, over 100 and something, you know, it fluctuates a lot. So we have offices in Dallas, Houston, and office, Austin, can't get that out yet. Austin, haven't had enough coffee yet, Jacob. And, and they all have a nice education center where people can go to and, you know, learn about different topics and things like that. Well, and I think there's a real reason why you guys have grown because you've made the process so easy. You made people feel comfortable. 
And when it comes to the transactions, you have done that. So let's kind of talk through that. What is a self-directed IRA? Well, the reality of it is there's no such thing. The term self-directed is really just a marketing term used to describe it. A lot of people get confused when I tell them, you know, call up and say, oh, I had this 401k. I want to, you know, uh, use some of it to buy into an apartment complex. I go, great. Sounds like we need a traditional IRA. They're like, no, 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 no. I, w- I want this self-directed IRA. I'm like, well, it's really self-directed as an IRA is a type of IRA at all. There's all types of IRAs that we self-direct. Traditional IRAs is the bulk of it. That's all people's old 401ks and, you know, 403Bs and those, but Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, 401k, solo 401ks, simple IRAs, and even things like covered L education accounts and health savings accounts can all be self-directed. So I would say that the difference between Quest and, say, Charles Schwab or Fidelity or one of the guys that you're familiar with is they're licensed securities traders. In other words, they sell you investments. Those investments are publicly traded assets, all the things that people are aware of, like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, CDs, uh, money market accounts, just the normal stuff that you have. Um, And at Quest, we only hold private assets and we don't sell them to you at all. We're a complete neutral party. We make our money by charging small transaction fees as transactions occur. And, And so we hold private assets. They would hold publicly traded assets. And I'd say one of the big mistakes or, or, or things that people don't understand is, is that most of my clients have an account in both places. They'd have an account with Charles Schwab. They'd have an account with Quest. And they, you know, do the weird stuff with Quest and do the other stuff with Charles Schwab and just move that money back and forth or Fidelity or Edward Jones or whoever, whoever it is that you're, you're a broker. You only have to move over to your self-directed custodian, you know, if you were had an opening bid of fifty or hundred thousand dollars for a passive investment. That's very common that we would see. You know, uh, people just move over just that amount, the hundred thousand dollars. You don't have to have any cash extra. And then as payments come back in, we will move that back to their normal custodian. So, as a potential client of of Quest, if I was wanting to get in a, in, a, in an apartment deal, what's the timing uh, that it would take if I contacted my Charles Schwab broker, for example, to move that. There is, there's a big difference. And that's, that's a great question, by the way, Jacob. And I I think it it shows your insight to having have done this before. There's a big difference because the difference doesn't come from uh, quest. It's all the other institutions and each one has a different process and how to move it and how long that it would take. If, if the account is open at quest and we have, uh, have had the account open, um, but, and, and there's cash just sitting there, most of the time we can process a transaction the exact same day. Like we get the paperwork, we can get it. The whole trick is getting the money from the other institution. You mentioned Charles Schwab. Woo, I like to pick on them. I like to pick on them because they're really good. They're fast. Man, I've, I've gotten money from them within two or three days. Uh, they'll send a wire. They'll take a fax copies as long as I promised to send them an original. I got a back office on that. They're, they're pretty quick. Fidelity is pretty quick. A lot of the bigger uh, broker institutions move pretty fast. The, the ones that move slow would be things like Wells Fargo or Bank of America. Ones. The larger banks tend to slow down the process a little bit on transfers. Coming from a 401k, it could be a different thing. If, you're, if it's still in a 401k and you haven't moved it over to an IRA, there might be some additional paperwork where we have to distribute it out of the 401k. And that process could take up to weeks. 
So it's, it's really important as soon as you think that you want to do it to try to start the process as quickly as possible. Um, you, even if you're just thinking about the investment, maybe open up the IRA, uh, understand how long it takes to move the money. We would track those different amounts from different things so that when you do make that decision on the private placement is open, we, we're ready and we can immediately fund um, and the managers of that project and stuff aren't waiting for us to be able to try to get those funds in so that they can go to the next step. Because time is very, very important when we start talking about, you know, raising enough money for commercials things to be profitable. We want to, we don't want to be one of the, as one of the investors, we don't want to be one of the things that are working against them. You know, we want to get the money in there as quickly as possible. And that does take a little bit of uh, coordination with your self-directed IRA company to do that. Okay. For, so for our listeners, they, really would need to get some specifics on whoever's holding their IRA money. Where it's coming from, right? Call your IRA special and say, hey, I'm going to move this. How long is it going to take? And, and then, then we can line out a timeline based off of that. It, it can be as little as a few days, but it could be as much as six weeks. On average, it's a week, 10 days. Okay. And that's typically plenty of time by the time someone decides that they want to passively invest in a deal and then the money actually has Sure, sure. There are those exceptions. That's why I'm cautious. I'm like, I don't want someone to be like, oh, I got plenty of time. And then it's one of these really difficult to deal with situations. And they miss, they miss the opportunity. Um, you know, when those, when those come up, you really have to be able to move for them and know how to move quickly so that you can make that proper investment. So you can make sure that you're part of that. Because as you know, the door will close, you know. Other investors will come in and, and fill that slot. When the transfer is complete, moving forward throughout the investment, are there any compliance or reporting issues? Well, there's a couple of things I talk about, uh, or maybe some myths to start with first. The things you can you can use all different types of IRAs. A lot of people get confused that you can only self-direct a Roth IRA, but a lot of our clients, may, maybe if they have uh, um, Jacob. If you've seen this, they, you might have a husband and wife, and maybe the husband has $60,000 in an old 401k, and the wife had $40,000, and it takes $100,000 to participate in this particular apartment complex. Uh, we could combine those two accounts uh, into one investment. Though they're two separate accounts, what would happen as we receive money back in, we would just you know, divide it back up to the two accounts, 60, 40, and it would go in. You know, But because Quest is ultimately... Uh, purchasing it for the benefit of those two accounts. For most people, that's okay. It's not like there's, uh, because of the money's coming from one place, we get $100,000. So we can combine different accounts um, to do it. Paperwork's pretty simple. I mean, it's basically telling us what you want to buy. We need to make sure that it's vested correctly, you know, that it's in the title it, and that they're using the EIN that's associated with our, our IRA. But we're, we're really good at talking to the closing agents, you know, we do this a lot. A lot of people think that Quest is a real estate IRA company because me and my brother talk a lot about real estate strategy. And interesting enough, only 19% of the assets that we hold here are fee simple real estate. The largest asset class that we have are apartment complexes that hold it because it really makes a lot of sense to be a passive investor into some of these commercial properties. Typically, you're taking a longer view on some of your retirement. Uh, type of strategies, and so you, you you can plan for, especially as you get into estate planning and some other types of things. It's a really great opportunity to to take some time to set up yourself in a way that 
you can have investments that are secured by real estate, um, which I just think over time is a much stronger way to grow your retirement dollars. Absolutely. And if I could highlight what you said earlier about the 60000 in the husband account and 40000 in the wife account. Sure, sure. Together to make what we, 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 what some would need to do that to qualify for the minimum investment that a sponsor would have. So uh, I was not aware of that. That's actually a, that's actually really good. Um, so, well, that leads, I mean, that leads into something that's really fun that we do in my family. Um, I just did an a, a, a apartment complex deal. I think you know about it, but when I did it, I, I, I partnered myself and my wife, but I also partnered like minor children, like a Coverdell education account, uh, a health savings account, a small Roth IRA. They might only have five or $10,000 in them, but by partnering them like that, it's kind of interesting. You could take an 18-year-old child and you can start to teach them about investing with their own money. Nothing's more powerful than teaching young people to invest. That is giving them much more than working hard your whole life and then giving them a bucket of money. If you work hard your whole life and give them a bucket of money and the knowledge of how to invest and use it, that's super powerful. So that's one of the things I like to do with it. Absolutely. And that, that could be a whole other topic. Would you better be rich or wealthy or both? Um, or both, right. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Matter of fact, I think I'll have to use that, Jacob. Okay. Let's talk about, before we move on, any other myths regarding regarding. An- well, I'd say there, there's the thing you have to be the most cautious of when you're dealing with these types of accounts is that we don't do what we call a prohibited transaction. And and the best way to, to, to understand this is when you're investing with your IRA, it needs to be for the benefit of the IRA. Your benefit is when you take the money out when you get older, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, if your IRA invested into a commercial uh, property, it wouldn't be proper for you to be a resident at that at that commercial property. Or if your IRA, if you were the lead, if you were the person that was generating or um, uh, you know, uh, managing that, that transaction, that whole business. If you're one of the managing partners or your credits on the line, you shouldn't use your IRA. Your IRA should be used in, with multifamily property as a passive, uh, investor. That's, that's the proper way to do it. If you're going to be a lead on your, or on something, you use other people's IRA and you put your IRA into other people's deals. That makes more sense. Yes, so I, I guess they really want to see an arm's length transaction away from any self-dealing or... Yeah, it's just so much more. I, I mean, I guess you could really start to try to pick apart the laws and try to figure out how you could do it. And there's some people that do it, but I'm telling you, it's really simple. You, use, you, you don't put your own IRA in a deal where you're the managing member of that. You're a passive investor. It works really well for IRAs. There's a reason why... Quest is successful as a company. That's because people are making money with their investments and they're making money in their investments because a lot of them are doing exactly this, you know? So one of the myths I also heard was if I move it, I might get taxed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, you get that all the time. Uh, And it's just, it's just a little bit of ignorance on the part of some really smart people. So, so a lot of times you might be getting this advice from somebody who is really knowledgeable. You'll tell someone, oh, I want to take my IRA and I'm going to buy into this multifamily apartment complex or something. Like, oh, don't do that. You're going to get taxed and penalties and all this stuff. And, and they're, they're misunderstanding it. 
You see, with a self-directed IRA, what we're doing is we're taking our IRA, much just like you do whenever you have an IRA with Charles Schwab. You say, Charles, what I want you to do with my IRA is go buy Coca-Cola stock. And you go buy that stock with that IRA. Was it you that bought it? No, it was the IRA that bought it, the IRA that owns it. You don't have to put it on your tax return if it loses money or, or makes money. It doesn't really matter because it's all just in your IRA and you directed your IRA. So what, what gets in their head as a financial planner or maybe a, this might be a tax preparer that's telling you this or something like this or CPA, they get in your head that you're taking the money out of the IRA or distributing it to yourself creating all the taxations that happens when you distribute it, possibly the penalties if you're, you're under age two, and then investing that what's left over into the investment. And that's not what we're doing at all. The money is staying in the IRA. You're directing the IRA to buy an investment of this, you know, PPM or this, this part, your, your portion into this apartment complex. It's, that's all it is. It's just you're buying a piece of real estate or a type of real estate contract versus buying a stock or something else. And it really is simple from a passive point of view once you understand it. Here's basically the steps. Once you find the apartment complex and you're comfortable and you've done your due diligence and you think, hey, this is something I would want to invest in, you're going to find that that the people who, uh, you know, you know this, Jacob, you got your attorney, everything's lined up, you know what to do on your end, right? So what do you need? You just need someone to, to open an account, which is just basically give them name, rank, and serial number. We do a little transfer paperwork and we move the money in. As we're moving the money in, we're talking to the people at the subscription thing, make sure that they got the name right, the vesting right. We get a copy of the contract. You as a client will read it, mark it read and approved. We'll sign those documents. We'll use REIN so everything's reporting back to us so that that's what keeps you from having that taxable problem that we were talking about. Uh, you know, or that some people believe that you would have. It's all the taxable K-1 information is going back to the EIN. And what happens is when the money arrives, it will just uh, go out um, and you'll be able to track this monthly in your statements as from both us and, and typically the providers giving you your K-1s and, you know, communications that, that, that take place as it goes through. It is really easy. It's inexpensive. Um, most people pay less than $300 a year to manage their self-directed IRA and with the returns that they're able to get, it's really easy to um, see the benefits very quickly to doing that. So we're just a service company. We just charge a small fee for what we do um, based on on the transactions. And, and anytime you hear someone that's doing this and it's like costing like $5,000 or $3,000, man, run for the hills. You know, there's something wrong there. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Jacob? There's, there's some people out there that that are overselling this service by, by a lot. It should just be something that you should be able to get a lot of education on. It should be really quick and simple for you to fill out and go through the paperwork. A couple of steps that you have to do, but it's it's no more difficult than opening a bank account anywhere else or or anything else. And um, I mean, really. Truthfully, the hardest part of the whole thing is what you do. It is 
teaching them about how you're securing the property and, and what to do, feel comfortable about the investments, you know, and, and making sure that they understand the due diligence that you are doing. It is the investment part that's difficult. Once, once we know what you want to do at Quest, that's, it's easy. You guys have, have really automated this process and, and made it easy for people to understand. And my assumption is on the setup process, there's uh, uh, electronic forms that you guys do. That's what makes it even simpler. Distributions come through. So, um, yeah, Quest is, is the authority on this, and you guys have just done a fantastic job. So um, anything else you'd like to add, Nathan, before we conclude? And Well, I, I might add this, is, is, is that if you have any questions or something like that, or maybe you're talking to Jacob and you're not sure, feel free to come call and ask for an IRA specialist at Quest. Here's something that's a little bit different about our, they're complete neutral third party. Any of the education that they're providing to you is completely free of any, you know, tainted information or advice. They're not going to tell you to do something that because they're not getting a commission based off of anything that's going on. Does that make sense? Yes. And so sometimes I, I think that sometimes people say, oh, it's, Jacob said it was okay to do it, my IRA. It really uh, is nice to sit down and talk with somebody that's a professional about retirement accounts and understands them. And they can usually make you feel a lot better and more comfortable with the process overall. An IRA specialist at Quest, if they hold that title, that means that they're an officer with our company. At any time that you have a problem with a transaction or something, you can go back to that person and they'll just walk you through the process and help you out. That's great. Can you provide uh, your website and phone number? Sure, sure. Uh, website is, I keep saying Quest IRA. We recently changed to questtrust.com. That's questtrust.com. I encourage you to just go to the website or you can call us at 281-492-3434. Ask for me or any IRA specialist and they'll be happy to send you information, give you free videos, just talk to, talk your way through, through doing it. You'll find it's a really simple process. Well, okay. Nathan, I want to thank you for coming and sharing your expertise and all the services that your company provides. Uh, for our listeners, go to their website and, or email and get in contact with Quest. They will really help you understand and navigate how to, how to transfer this so you can invest in an apartment. So, with well, that. Jacob, I want to take a minute and thank you, if I can. Just before we finish, one of the things that I like is my transaction people, and they work with your people, always are very comfortable. It's because everyone seems to be very knowledgeable. You obviously use professionals at every step of the, uh, of the way, and that just makes the process really easy on our end, and I want to thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Okay. Merry Christmas if I don't see you. Yes, absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year as well. Thank you, Nathan. Bye-bye.